Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Every person has a story, and some parts of those stories feel too hard to tell. You are listening to If You Only Knew, a mini-series brought to you by the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. On today's show, my friend Ginger Swan joins me and opens up about her struggle with social anxiety. You see, Ginger lost her hearing overnight as a four-year-old child. Because of this, as she grew older, she started to notice that she was pulling back in social settings because they were just too hard for her to endure. Ginger's going to talk about how she's grown in that in her faith. And my hope for you as you listen is that you're not just going to hear about Ginger's struggle, but you'll hear the way that she's talked about her girlfriends with it and how she has allowed them into her world and they encourage her in the midst of this. And the way that she has trusted God's perfect plan even with something that doesn't feel perfect to her, such as her hearing loss. Here is my friend Ginger and her story. Ginger, what is your if you only knew? If you only knew how badly I have struggled and still struggle with social anxiety. So when you say social anxiety, I think Mm -hmm. when I hear that, I probably have some maybe preconceived notions of what that might mean. And I think that could probably be different for a lot of people. Am I right? Yeah. Different kind of. Yeah. So what does that look like for you, social anxiety? So for me, I, when I was four years old, I lost my hearing overnight um, and basically became It was literally deaf. overnight? I didn't literally. know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I went from having perfect hearing and praise God had learned how to talk and everything before I lost my mm-hmm. hearing. But overnight, I think it was some sort of infection. Woke up the next morning and I was deaf. Do you remember that? I do. I remember it. I remember the panicked uh, just feeling of waking up and thinking there was something in my ears. I couldn't get it out. I couldn't hear people. It was just, it was really being at a loss. Mm -hmm. So I'm legally deaf. I have about 20% of normal hearing. In both ears? Together. I have about 20% um, with both ears combined. Mm -hmm. But I have hearing aids, which are a tremendous help but they're still not normal hearing. And so I really struggle in social settings when there's a lot of different sounds going on. When I walk into rooms of people and there's more than one conversation, more than one person talking, or when I go into loud settings where there's music in the background and people talking, my brain has a really hard time figuring out which things to tune into and understand mm-hmm. and which things to to not. And so social settings are very difficult for me to understand anyone. I rely so heavily on lip reading that if I go into a dark theater or a sh- if I go to a show then I and I can't see people's lips, I really struggle because then I can't hear, I can't understand. And so that for me has caused what I call like just social anxiety and social settings, not being able to control all of the environment is really hard. So I know this about you because you've told me before and one of your closest friends, like oldest friends, Maris, 
uh, I, I just know this about you. And she does a really, she's done a really good job when I've seen y'all out places to try and help you in those situations, you know, and just oh to gosh, make yes. people aware that that might be a struggle. But what I want to know is, I, I know you as, you know, a 30 something year old woman, and this is something that you struggle with. And I know that you've talked about it and, you know, you're open with your friends about it. But what did that look like for like 15 year old Ginger? It was so hard. And it's something that I struggled with for so long internally. Because were you embarrassed? I was embarrassed, but I also didn't know how to talk about it. Okay. And truthfully, I think that when I was a kid, I was just kind of put in settings that I didn't have control over. Mm -hmm. But when I became kind of an independent independent adult, when I went off to college and I was all of a sudden able to control the environment that I was in, I found myself pulling back Mm -hmm. and staying home and intentionally not putting myself in those situations because I didn't want to risk it. I didn't want to have I didn't want to risk having a awkward encounter with someone if I didn't have to. Mm. And so it like I'm an introvert by nature anyway, but it really started to fester and grow into just pulling back and not investing in relationships, not pushing myself. I mean, and this is something that truthfully I've never really shared. Like, I've talked about this with my girlfriends and with my community, but it's part of my story that I haven't shared with Mm -hmm. a lot of people. So what would that, because I am getting a sense to that awkwardness that it could feel like, but if some, as someone who's never been in your exact shoes, that scenario when you are, you said you kept it internally and it caused you to pull back. What were you, you were afraid of, you said the awkwardness of it? Awkwardness, because with, um, with my brain, I rely so much on lip reading that if I, I mean, I can't tell if someone is two feet behind me talking to me because I can't hear them and I can't read their lips. Mm. And so in a normal setting, somebody could just come up behind me and say, hey, Ginger, and I'll have no idea. And a lot of times that comes across as rude Mm. or it comes across as awkward or someone can say something to me and I can ask them to repeat themselves five times, but because there's music in the background- It doesn't work. I'll never- I have a really hard time understanding. So without you, when you're having these moments, and I, I can only imagine how difficult that must have been as a teenager, because I know it's difficult as a grown woman. And, yeah. and just things are harder when we're teenagers. Sure. When you're having these, like internalizing this and feeling afraid of the situation, we're, and you were probably afraid of what someone was going to think about you. Do you remember what it felt like when you kind of verbally said this out loud? Because you're pulling back. Mm-hmm. And did you have friends in your life that are like, Ginger, something wrong? Why are you pulling back? Do you remember what it was like the first time you actually acknowledged, I'm pulling back. I'm really scared about social situations and they make me uncomfortable. Do you Mm -hmm. remember the first time you kind of said that out loud? Well, I think that when I was in college and then even just the like church and community groups that I've been a part of since then, I've had friends who know me well in a one-on-one setting. And then when I'm in a social setting or in a large group setting, they're the ones who have noticed. Because they're like, hey, what's wrong? Are you okay? Okay. Like, mm-hmm. is something wrong? Because all of a sudden, I'm not being myself. I'm not contributing to conversation. I'm kind of hanging out back here in the corner because I'm not going to jump into a conversation when I can't fully understand everything mm-hmm. that's going on. Yeah. And so I remember talking about that with my girlfriends and for one thing, feeling so loved that they would notice that about me. And that they would take the time to Mm. ask me about it. And that's what really kind of started those conversations of, okay, 
we didn't we didn't know that you struggled with this. Like, how can we help? And you mentioned Maris, like the the women in my community group are so loving in that way. And it's this is such a normal part of life for me. I don't think about being handicapped or being deaf. I God's been really gracious in that I've lived a very normal life. So normal, in fact, that most of my friends forget about it. Mm-hmm. But in social settings or in, say, like community group, I, I'm in a community group with about 18 people. That's it's a huge. lot. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and most of, like, most of my good girlfriends are in that group and they're very aware of it. But also I feel so loved by my community in that their husbands, like mm-hmm. I'm good friends with their, with all of their families mm-hmm. and even their husbands have cued into just physical things that they notice when I'm struggling to hear where I'll turn my head so that my ear is closer mm. to the person talking mm-hmm. or I will cut my hand around my ear. And like some of those husbands are the first to notice and the first to go and turn the music down in yeah. the background yeah, or switch seats so that I can be closer. Mm-hmm. So I felt really loved by my community in that. So I want to ask you this. Um, I'm really intrigued about how keeping that internally was really, really um, hard for you. And I don't necessarily, what I hear you saying is the struggle has not gotten easier. Mm-hmm. No. The struggle is still there. Mm-hmm. But explain to me the difference between, because I think that's a misconception that sometimes people have, totally. is that if I am open, then the struggle is going to go away or God's going to take this from me or I'm never going to struggle with this. You know, yours is not even something that you can, you know, physically help. Whereas exactly. I might struggle with, you know, pride or greed or shopping or whatever. But talk to me about the difference you feel, though, because mm-hmm. God has not healed you. Mm-hmm. You still only have 20% of your hearing. But what is the difference in your soul, yeah. even though this anxiety struggle is still there? Yeah. Well, I think that for me, so much of this came as, as a believer when I started to understand mm-hmm. like when Scripture talks about God's sovereignty, God's in control of not just the big things, but the small things too, which means he must be also be in control of the fact that I have a hearing loss. He could have prevented that and he could still change that, but he hasn't. And so that, I think coming to a place of realizing that has helped me so much in learning to trust him with mm. it because it is clearly a weakness of mine. Like my hearing is not a strength. It's a weakness. It is literally a physical weakness. Absolutely. Yes. Uh-huh. And it's something that I can do nothing about. Mm-hmm. And it is like, I really feel like it is God's grace to me. And it's one of the things that brings me back on a daily basis to remembering, I, I'm not in control of this. I, I have to rely on the Lord to provide for everything. And so for me, what like in a, in the social anxiety part of it is I can go to church on Sundays. Honestly, church is really hard for I me. can imagine. Yeah, it's loud. It's dark. It's mm-hmm. all the people I love in one room and I want to talk to all mm-hmm. of them and I can't understand any of them. Yeah. But I, I go to church on Sundays and every single Sunday, even still, before I walk into that auditorium, like I have that like anxiety in my throat mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. really and truly, what I want to do is I want to go home. For sure. But if I'm able to trust the Lord with my hearing loss and for for Him to be strong in the areas where I'm weak and for Him to be glorified in that weakness means that I walk in faith. 
And so I walk in to church every single Sunday knowing and trusting him. Mm. And that that really truly is walk of faith for me. Yeah. And so like I I trust him with that. And so because I'm able to trust him and I know that he like he is the one who holds every bit of this in his hand, then I am able to not fear these things. Mm. And even when I have just this twinge of social anxiety of man, I could go to this thing or I could stay home. Like I can trust him in that, even if it results in an awkward encounter or me giving the wrong answer to a question that I didn't understand that's so clear on the person's face, mm-hmm. <laughs> then I can still trust him in that. Yeah. Like those things are still going to happen, mm-hmm. but he's still good. Mm. The best thing about, and I say this almost every interview, so if those of you that listen to all the ones in the past, you're like, Jamie, you say this every time, but it is so true. The best thing about all of these conversations that I'm having with women, with whatever their struggle might be, is that it it is so relatable to all of us in different ways. Mm-hmm. I may not struggle with social anxiety, but when you're sitting here dropping bombs of truth on us about trusting in God, even in our weakness, that is something that we can all, all benefit from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so social anxiety. Yeah. How have you, have you seen God use that anyway in your life with other people? Do you feel as though, like I always know, like when I say things out loud, like I'm like, I'll go first, you know, me too. Mm -hmm. I get it, you know. Have there been moments in your life where you've shared about this and it has made someone else feel like, okay, if Ginger can say this, if Ginger struggles with this, then I can maybe say what I'm struggling with. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, Especially with the women Mm -hmm. in my life where I, I mean, I struggle so much with, um, I mean, just, I try so hard in some settings, like on the phone, like these things that are really hard. And man, just coming to a point of, I make myself so anxious about it that trusting God with it and then something beautiful coming out of that and sharing with with my girls, with my women. And they are like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, I forget about that. Like, man, you know, that's so good for me mm-hmm. to hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, totally. I think also when you're sharing about, you know, social anxiety, it is something that could totally be hidden. You wouldn't have to tell anybody this. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could literally go your entire life and never share with one person how anxious you are in social situations because it feels vulnerable, you know, and it's not an outward thing. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not binge drinking or binge eating. You know what I mean? And so. But at the same time, it's something that for years just ate me up uh inside. And what it did is it produced loneliness. Mm. It produced just this like isolated feeling. That when for you to be lonely or isolated when you're surrounded by people is is heartbreaking. And so what it was, was I wasn't letting people into that. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't my community, I wasn't sharing this with them. Yeah. But when I did start sharing it, like, man, not only was I able to bring what was in the dark into light, but it helped like the people in my life learn and know how to love me well. That's key right there. That's good. It's huge. And it has been such a blessing. And once again, it's not one of those things where all of a sudden, like, oh, poor Ginger, she has a hard time hearing. Mm -hmm. It was not that way at all. Mm -hmm. We, it's become a very natural part of life for all of us Mm. to where I don't, I don't feel different and I don't feel handicapped or deaf or whatever, I feel very much like a normal person mm-hmm. who lives a very normal life mm-hmm. and has 
people in her life with her, you know, who understand that. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, community has been such a blessing Mm. in this. Well, so many great things from this today, you know, how your community loved you better once you showed them your struggles. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're afraid of sometimes is the opposite will happen. Is that our community will abandon us or our Mm -hmm. community will not get it so much so that they will inadvertently abandon us because they just don't get our struggle. And you're saying, I brought my struggle out and they love me more. Mm -hmm. And then also, I really love how you were talking about how your struggle was producing other things in you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was not allowing you to thrive as a person. No. And so bringing things to the light is what God asked us to do. And mm-hmm. it produces stuff in us that could not happen otherwise. So, yeah, Ginger, thank you very, very much. You are so welcome. Thanks for listening to this story. I believe that stories change the world. I believe that they tear down walls open gates of conversation and allow us to experience freedom in a new way. Your story matters. And I pray that you will have the courage to share your story with a close friend, just like my guest shared with me today. In my newest book, If You Only Knew, I go first. I go first and I share my story with you. You can find more information at ifyouonlyknewbook.net. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com.